Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia, and I am so honored to be here with you today. Today we're talking about love. And love is something or an experience. Love is that which we cannot easily define or explain with our words. There are endless stories of love, poems about love, movies about love, books about love, novels about love, articles about love, research studies about love. We get a little bit closer sometimes to understanding or knowing what it is, but it remains forever a little bit out of reach as far as wrapping words around it. But we're talking about love today because we are celebrating or honoring the season of Advent. Advent is a Christian season in which we honor or celebrate the coming of the Christ consciousness. Another way of understanding Advent is looking forward to the birth of the baby Jesus, which is one way of celebrating the season. However, the more deeply personal way, at least for me, is approaching the season as a time in which I prepare to open to or fully realize the Christ consciousness that is within me. During the season of Advent, there are four Sundays, and the first Sunday we celebrate faith or hope, hope and faith, depending on which tradition. And faith is that experience of knowing that whatever is my heart's desire, whatever it is that I am longing for, is now unfolding and coming into manifestation. Faith requires trust. It requires a trust of that divine presence within us. It requires a trust in the creative power of God. It requires a a trust of Jesus' teaching that it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. But once we have that trust and once we live in that faith, that peace that passes all understanding becomes possible because when we have faith, no matter what the circumstance, we trust that our greatest good is unfolding. And in that consciousness, that peace that passes all understanding is given birth in our hearts. So peace 
is what we celebrate on the second Sunday of Advent. And the third Sunday of Advent, we focus on and celebrate love. So love, according to our co-founder Charles Fillmore, is the pure essence of being. It's the pure essence of being that binds together the whole human family, the universe, and everything in it. Charles Fillmore had amazing, amazing insights. And he managed to write these amazing insights in a way that it's, sometimes it's difficult to find them in his writings. He's, for me, he's difficult to read. And I've read this definition of love, oh, I don't know, at least a hundred times. And what I've read is the pure essence of being that binds together the whole human family, the universe, and everything in it. And I get this vision of all people coming together as one through this thing we call love, and that the entire universe is brought into oneness through this thing we call love. And for the many, many times I've read this definition that Charles wrote, I've skipped over that first line over and over and over again. It begins with the line, the pure essence of being. So what my brain does is that doesn't mean anything to me, so I keep moving. But if I pause and look at it, being with a capital B is another name for that which we call God, just like the mystery or the presence and the power, the pure essence of being. So what Charles is saying is that Love is the pure essence of that which we call God. And all of a sudden, it takes on a different meaning for me. Because I have a relationship with that which I call God. And now, having heard that definition in a different way, I come to know a little more deeply that that which I call God, that presence and power, I experience within me and around me is love. That's what God is. That's what Charles is saying. And Charles is not alone. Our scriptures say it. Many spiritual traditions say it. That God is love. The pure essence of God is love. In the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 8, it's written, He who does not love does not know God, because God is love. That's the rest of it. He who does not love does not know God. That's really powerful. Many years ago, 25-plus years ago, I was at a retreat at Unity Village, and at that point of my life, everything was going about as well as it could be going. I had a new church that I was becoming immersed in. It was a Unity Church. I had fabulous, amazing friends that I could trust from the bottom of my heart. 
They had a, a spiritual group, a prayer group, that fed my spiritual hunger in an amazing way. I had a wonderful relationship with a very good man. I, um, I had a job I loved. I was a clinical psychologist, fairly newly licensed, on fire about my work. And I could go on, oh, I lived right on the water, which for me is a healing place, a, an amazing, nourishing place for my soul. My son lived nearby. He was in college and visiting a lot. My life was perfect, except there was this huge hole inside my soul, inside of me. I felt this emptiness that I named purposelessness, and it wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. My life was great, and I couldn't talk about it because if I tried, inevitably, the person I was trying to talk to would say, but your life is so perfect, and that was the truth. So I decided to go to this retreat at Unity Village, and I put God on notice. I said I was going to spend seven or eight days there at the village, and I was coming back with a clear sense of my purpose, that I was sick and tired of this purposelessness stuff. Well, there's a long story of what unfolded from that, but my first time going into the silence, it was the evening of the first day, of the retreat, I was sitting in a auditorium seating hall, very comfortable seats, and they asked us to go into the silence. And of course, I came to the retreat with this question in my mind of what is my purpose. And after a little while in the silence, I heard this loud, booming voice. I actually opened my eyes to look around to see where it was coming from. But the voice said, Dahlia, your purpose is to know God, to love, and to do the next step. Well, I didn't get initially how profound that was as a purpose. But once I embraced it, my reaction to it was, well, first know God, then love, then do the next step. And I figured love and do the next step, that's easy peasy. Knowing God was going to be my challenge. That was going to probably require a, a regular practice of going into the silence and maybe meeting with someone who's a spiritual director and being involved with the prayer group and you know, deepening my understanding through all sorts of reading. And I'm imagining all these things that I would have to do to know God. And all of those things are very meaningful and helpful, and I treasure them as I allow them to be part of my practice. But what I didn't get, what I didn't get, is by doing the second part of that purpose, by learning to love, by opening to love, 
by following the commandment of Jesus to love God, myself, and my neighbors as myself. By doing that, that was the truest and deepest pathway to knowing God. So this scripture today means so much more to me. He who does not love does not know God. All of those other things that I brought into my life as practices are fine. But it is through loving that we truly come to know God, come to experience God within us. Charles Fillmore wrote in a book that is a collection of his talks, and the book is called Talks on Truth. So he's quoted as saying, God is love. And to live in God mind, man must cultivate love until it becomes the keynote of his life. We must love everybody and everything, ourselves included. Now, I'm not musically minded or experienced or taught. And I honestly am not clear what a keynote is, but how I've been understanding that is centerpiece, that love must be a centerpiece of my life in order for myself to, in order that I can live in that God consciousness, what Charles Fillmore called God mind. And we must love everybody and everything. So my challenge each day is to love, love everyone and everything, including myself, including those times when that self-critic is going wild, including those times when it's hard to find something within myself that I can love. And loving everybody means loving everybody, including my least favorite politician. So the challenge in that commandment that Charles is paraphrasing, the challenge in that purpose I was given to truly love is the most profound challenge the most meaningful, the most fulfilling, and really the pathway that takes us into knowing God. And Jesus said the same thing. He's quoted in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 37 to 39. He was asked, Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So if this is the only spiritual practice we do, if this is the only thing we seek to embody is this love, and that's more than good enough. That's more than good enough.
Charles Fillmore wrote also, this is in Talks on Truth, we may talk about the wisdom of God, but the love of God must be felt in the heart. It cannot be described, and one who has not felt it can have no concept of it. So this is a knowing of the heart. It is not limited to our rational mind. It is not limited to our logical thought. Although we can think about it and we can process it, but it truly has to be felt in the heart. It has to fill our heart. And sometimes in meditation, I have the feeling of my heart being filled to overflowing, and then I envision sending that love out to the people around me, to the creatures around me, to my planet Earth. Rumi has a way of saying things in the most beautiful and brief way. He said the same thing when he wrote, only from the heart can you touch the sky. And if the sky is the heavens, if the sky is the kingdom of God, it is only from the heart that we can touch the sky. One spiritual path that focuses on love primarily is the Course in Miracles. And in the Course, it's written, the opposite of love is fear. But what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. So only the love is real. And that's such a profound truth because spiritual teachers have taught that one of our important tasks in this life that we live is to remove the blocks to love. And one of the biggest blocks, at least according to psychology, is fear. And fear manifests in so many ways. When we are angry, we can usually trace it back to fear. A fear of not being good enough, a fear of not being respected, a fear of not being adequate to a task, a fear of not being lovable. And the fears go on and on and on. But that fear can be expressed as anger, as resentment, as anxiety, as depression, as self-criticism, lack of confidence. So that fear is the seed of all of the blocks to love's presence. And the Course goes on to define itself, and it says the Course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. So if I'm to live my purpose, to know God, to love, and to do the next step, the way I understand it now is I begin by removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. It is through loving that I come to know God. 
It is through experience of the love that is God enfolding me. So my job is to take away anything that is acting as a block to that. I don't know who to attribute this to. I can't read the signature, but I really liked it. The best way to heal a broken heart is to give God all the pieces. So the irony is, here I'm setting this intention to learn how to love in order to know God. And my best pathway there is to give God all the pieces, all the hurts, all the sadness, all the woundedness, all of those blocks to the awareness of God's presence. The best way to remove them is to give them to God. A lot of times they are so much bigger than what I can deal with in the moment. And there are other things that I can do. I, I'm a retired therapist. I can go find a therapist. I could have a support group. I can have a prayer group. I can read spiritual and inspiring books. But bottom line, it's when I give all of those wounds, all of those blocks to that divine presence in me, that's when I begin to heal, and that's when I open to the love that allows me to know God or to know that Christ consciousness within me. And circling back to the beginning, Advent is the season in which I prepare to open to that Christ consciousness. I prepare to open to the birth of the Christ consciousness in me. I open to the God presence that is the truth of me. Rumi wrote, the minute I heard my first love story, I started looking for you, not knowing how blind that was. Lovers don't finally meet somewhere. They're in each other all along. And this is often so true in our human relationships. When we meet the love of our life, sometimes when we first look into the eyes of a newborn baby, But it's even more deeply true of our love story with God. Sometimes there is a longing, a conscious longing within us to know that divine presence, to feel it in our hearts, to feel it in every cell and tissue in our bodies. There can be a profound longing to know that oneness with God that presence within the inner presence. But just like Rumi said, instead of looking for that, the way I've been looking to know God, just simply acknowledge that all along, I have been in God and God is in me, just like any other lovers. 
were in each other all along. So we live in love. When we are fully alive, we live in love. And we rest. We find our refuge in love, our safety, our strength. We rest in love. Or another way of saying that exact same thing is we live in God. The scriptures say that we live and move and have our being in God. We live in God. And in God we rest. We rest in God. We find our refuge, our strength, our peace, the love that fills our heart. We find all of it in God. And so, according to a very wise sage, a member of our community for many years, love is the answer. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.